Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and I'm joined today with super producer, Jason. Greetings. Uh, Special, special uh, guest today, all the way from the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, the one and only Ozark Howler. Here I am. (laughs) <laughs> Folks, can you can you hear the uh, pure joy and anticipation well, in his voice? <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of a good intro. How I can't do it. First of all, my kids are upstairs, so they make fun of me because okay? oh. they're home. It's COVID nineteen, right? So everything is shut down, and I've got this household of uh, uh, kids that don't think I'm funny at all. So oh, okay. I'm struggling with that. Oh, so it's. So you're a member of the club too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so our 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 very special guest, other than the Howler today, is a co-founder of the Tri C Ghost Hunters, uh, Greg Faketic. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Well, there's no point in complaining, right? Because we got to do nope. it. We got to do it in our own house. Yeah, and right. nobody, <laughs> nobody can see us, and nobody cares in our own house. We're all in this together. This is, this is true. <laughs> so, Greg, so Greg, um, tell us before you know. Let's let's just get into it. You're you're a uh, paranormal investigator. Uh, correct. Yes. And so, tell us a little bit about the Tri C Ghost Hunters. Um, and go ahead and, and give your wife all the credit for being the real founder of the <laughs> founder of the group. Here's your chance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, we are based out of Ohio. Um, I believe we're one of the largest teams, if not the largest team in Ohio right now. We have 40 members. Uh, we uh, are based out of Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Hence, Tri C. Yes. Um, we formed in 2013 um, and we've been growing ever since uh, we are the resident paranormal team at the historic and world famous Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield oh cool cool we've spent a lot Jason and I have spent a lot of time in, in the uh, uh, Ohio State Reformatory yes whether we liked it or not we spent a lot of time. I was going to say hopefully it was after it was closed <laughs> yes, it was, yes it was after it was after closed, it was closed. <laughs> and how did how did you get that how did you get that gig being the resident paranormal uh, group um well, well uh when I retired in 2011 I wanted something to do 
And uh, my wife and I first investigated the reformatory back in 2004. And I remember the first time I was there, I just fell in love with the place. And so did she. And it's like, you know what, we have to work here. So uh, 2013, we both became volunteers there. Um, two years ago, I was asked to be the lead paranormal investigator there. And uh, they knew I had a team. So um, last year, last year uh, was our first year there as the resident team. Um, so they asked me if uh, we wanted to join forces uh, to basically help with the paranormal program there. And I'm like, sure, of course. So uh, we've got about uh, 20 some members of our team who are volunteers there. So you guys kind of um, schedule, put together and lead the ghost hunts and stuff at the prison. Is that what you guys do? Uh, well, there are staff members that actually book the events. Uh, me personally, I operate and run all of the private uh, investigations there. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a staff member there, Hallie. She is the one that books them all, but I'm the one that uh, is actually there and uh, does everything, gives the tours and just assists groups. Okay. And how many how many uh, groups actually go through the prison on a year uh, you know, on an average year to do that? Oh, uh, th- last year I did about um, about forty or fifty private hunts. Um, this year, obviously, it's kind of down. I, I do. Uh, my wife and I just uh, did one last night. Uh, and it's funny because uh, I remember when I uh, was first talking with you and told you I probably wouldn't be able to do the uh, the interview until later. Uh, found out last night or yesterday that our hunt was going to five a.m. Oh, and geez. that means that means uh, you know it's an hour drive drive for us. So by the time we got to bed, it was like six o'clock. And, so- uh, yeah. And I just got up at twelve thirty. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So, okay, so I'm just gonna to frame this. The the Ozark Howler is our resident skeptic. Okay, I he, am. He oh. he definitely is. He has no mm-hmm. he nothing. Doesn't believe in anything that uh, except for uh, God in the USA. That's all he believes in. Okay. Now hold on a second. Not <laughs> not completely. There might be. I might sort of believe in ghosts, very little, but I certainly don't believe in Bigfoot and 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 the Dog Man or any of that other weird stuff. So but ghosts, I don't know yet. I'm still kind of out. You never know. So you right? so you would believe in something from you know, a spirit that's got to manifest itself somehow to show it to to be seen and to be heard or whatever, rather than just believe in some animal that's out there running around. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I I told you if if there was Bigfoot, a truck driver would have hit him already. Okay, that's the bottom line. They hit everything, but <laughs> ghosts. Now you know I've been in some crime scenes where where people are freshly dead, or an accident scene where people are freshly dead, and some of them are scarier than others, and you don't know why. Does that make sense? Like there's an energy there. Yeah, there is an energy. I agree with that. So 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 I'm kind of out out on that. You know, now I don't know if that is. I, you know, I don't know if that, I just don't know how to, you know, why some scenes are worse than others, you know? Well, well, Greg, so 
So you were on a ghost ghost hunt last night. Anything interesting happen? Um, they had some things. Uh, I think they got a couple of uh, EVPs. Uh, I think one one of them actually saw a a shadow figure. And uh, and I know they had something uh, else go on because you know whenever they're they're out and they, and they come back in, uh, you know they they always tell us. But uh, right right now it's I I, I I can't remember. Of course, I just got up just a little while ago. <laughs> uh, but but you, you you know what, Jeff? You know I, I hear and understand you. And I'm the first guy that if somebody comes to me saying that hey you know I saw this or I heard this or we captured this. I'm like, well, we, we got to look at the logical explanations first, um, you know, because a lot of this stuff does have logical explanations. But then there are other things that I have captured or I have heard and seen that have no logical explanation. Um, I'm not saying that it's ghosts or spirits from the other side. I'm just saying that I, I can't explain this. Right. Uh, and I always tell everybody that, you know, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. There are weird and strange things that happen that we have no logical explanation for. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. And that's what our platform is for. So we can delve into things like that and be able to open up and express with other people of like minds. And maybe we can get to the bottom of some of those things. Yeah. Or convince the howler. That yeah. his house is haunted, yeah, <laughs> and that I, I see it. and that Bigfoot is probably out in the tree line right now, going. Eh, I just I'm going to get that sucker. It's probably looking at us right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I doubt it, but we'll see. Oh, geez, geez. I, you know, the first guy that's going to hit Bigfoot in his truck is going to be the Howler. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'll hey I'll drag it in the ditch and keep driving. I'll act. <laughs> yeah, I'll act like I didn't see nothing. Right. You better throw it in the bed of the truck and drive over. Drive straight to Ohio. It and called we'll, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, call I was going to say it must be a, a, an Ohio thing because after meeting you guys, I didn't realize how prevalent. The paranormal is in that Ohio, Indiana, you know, just draw a 300 mile circle around Cincinnati. And that's like the epicenter of all things weird well, or unexplained in America. Well, Greg, you guys oh. are, you guys are based in Cincinnati too, right? You guys remember? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? And, uh, I, I, I agree, agree with you. Uh, there, um, there are more places in the state of Ohio that you can actually book a private ghost hunt investigation than any other state. Uh, I've been doing uh, re research uh, on uh, just that. You know, where can uh, teams and people go to, to do a private investigation? You know, you rent it out like the Ohio State Re Reformatory. And I, I came up with about 115 locations in the United States and about 25, 27 of those places are located in Ohio. Uh, I can't, I can't and, believe there's only 115 in the whole United States. Now, would, those are the ones that I have found by doing research online, by, you know, asking people on, on Facebook, uh, and just, you know, finding out what other lo locations there are. I, I, there's probably more, uh, but, the, you know, the point being is that 
out of that 100 and you know 15 or, or 20 whatever is uh ohio has the majority of them i think the next closest state had like 12 now you guys and why do you think that is you know what? Uh, we just did, did a presentation at Wizard World up in Cleveland uh, a few weeks ago, and you know that that was one of the questions that was asked us. And I, you know what? I really don't have an answer. I, I've heard people say, "Well, you know, there's a lot of Native American land here. You, there's a lot of uh, you know rivers and streams." But hey, so do other states. You know, uh, have that. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got a big population. Um, there's just a probably just a bunch of different reasons that when you add them all together, you know, Ohio is, is the hot spot. Uh, and other hot spots would be, you know, Pennsylvania, Indiana, you know, Kentucky. It's like this whole mid Midwest here is is extremely uh, haunted compared to um, other states and other cities. And we do have one of the most haunted cities in America, being Athens, Ohio. Well, if you're going to there. What? Well, that's where they have the big <laughs> Halloween. Ohio. Yeah, it is. That's where they have the big Halloween every year. Halloween get together for OU, right? Yeah, they right, do. right. Yeah, they do. Well, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna, you know, throw out there, you know, about the about the Native Americans and stuff like that, wouldn't that Pennsylvania, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana be like the first big push that that America or the frontiersmen or whatever made into the inland of what is became what became the United States and maybe there's a lot of tragedy tragedy you know that's what I was uh-huh. thinking yeah you know that came, oh, yeah. you know now I mean of course there's a lot more tragedy when it came to the Native Americans and, and stuff like that across but I mean it's just yeah, maybe, the trail of tears and everything there yeah. was a lot of tragedies that happened throughout history along the way during the settling times of America but um, I think having such a conglomeration in a centralized area such as Northwest Ohio here could can attribute to a lot of the energies we have being positive or negative I mean, you, you, you can't deny it. Uh, there's a lot of paranormal activity and a lot of unexplained things that happen in our area. Yeah, it just makes, I don't know, it just makes me wonder if that first push into the interior of the United States stopping here for a little bit before they, you know, maybe that contributes to the, to the uh, bad energy, good energy, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it might have, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. So, so, Greg, so you guys... Now, you guys aren't going to places when you go investigate that are open to the public, most generally, right? You guys are going and doing private homes and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, we we get a lot of requests for uh, private residence investigations. Uh, uh, th- this year alone, we we receive on average about three a week to do private homes. Now, uh, now, do you like? Is there a process in which you determine okay this is i mean now if somebody's coming to you and upset about maybe something going on everybody's got to be considered but do you do you like vet some of that stuff and say okay this is not really worth our time or we don't or you just are open to going and checking everybody out well you you can learn a lot from the the interview uh which uh you know we mostly do o- over the phone i mean you know sometimes what the the people are telling us you know we'll have lo- logical explanations 
and uh, for those, you will be basically say, uh, you know, uh, just keep a log of what's going on, keep in touch with us. But uh, you know, right now it doesn't sound like it warrants an investigation. Uh, some people, you know, a lot, a lot of the times there is uh, underlying mental issues that that you can tell when somebody contacts you. Um, there are other times where, especially if it's a if it's a close uh, to a, a couple team members, uh, we'll do what we call a pre-investigation. Uh, we will go over there. You know, it's you know any time during the day or, or evening, and spend about an hour, hour and a half talking with the owner, going throughout the house, seeing if we cannot find logical explanations for what they're experiencing. Uh, after that, if we determine that it needs a full-blown investigation, then we'll we'll proceed uh, with that. But a lot a lot of them, uh, believe it or not, uh, can have logical explanation. Yes, and Greg, uh, when you do have these home visits, and after your preliminary investigation, and you warrant for a full investigation, um, when it's all said and done. How do you respond to the person that lives in the house? Do you provide them with a report uh, of your findings um, and what, what, what is contained in that, into that report? Or uh, do you just discuss with them on the possibilities and try not to lead them in a certain direction, but just let them know that, yeah, we experienced something too, so they know that they're just not crazy? Right, and, and a lot of people just want validation that they're not crazy. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we, we uh, can do reports. Now reports are not done on every case, uh, but uh, yeah, we do. And you know what, and we tell them the, the truth. You know, we, we don't hold anything back. If we experience anything, if we capture any evidence, you know, we'll let them listen to it. And you'd be surprised about how many people kind of want their homes to be haunted. You know, um, we, we've had people, you know, tell us that we don't care what you say we know our home is haunted it's like oh okay you know you know we can accept that uh, and, and then there's others that that are relieved uh, uh because they don't want it to be haunted well i mean you would it's probably one of two things if you if you know in your as the homeowner that okay all this stuff's happening and you come in and say it's not haunted then they're like man i must be crazy I mean, that would, yeah. you know, but if you come in and say, yeah, okay, well, at least I'm not crazy. I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to do. And, and, you know, and for those situations too, a lot, a lot of those, those cases are where somebody, they'll just get weird feelings in a room like they're being watched or they don't like a particular area. It, it's nothing concrete like, you know, hey, this door opened and slammed or, you know, I saw that fly across the room. It's more of a vague, uh, general feeling that their house may be haunted. And for those cases, what we find the majority of the time is that there is an, a high electromagnetic field in the home. Oh, okay. uh, and what, what, what I mean by that is everything pretty much throws off an EMF field. You know, man-made electrical appliances. Yes. Um, Fans, ceiling fans, clock radios, those are, or a table fan, those are notorious for throwing off high EMF. Uh, we, we've had cases where uh, there was a clock radio uh, on the nightstand next to the bed, and then they had a, a pedestal fan on the other side of the bed, and 
the EMF in that area would be extremely high. Um, you, you don't want anything to be over like 2.0 milligauss. Anything over that it can be considered harmful and continued exposure can cause medical problems. Uh, you know, we've been to some places where it's, you know, 70.0 milligauss. I remember one place we did, it was like 180. Oh, my God. Uh, and continued exposure to that can cause hallucinations, paranoia, nausea, uh, feeling of illness. So if somebody always feels like they're, they're sick or, or uh, ill, uh, you know, that can be a cause. And plenty of cases where we've gone in, we're like, holy you know, you need to get rid of that fan, get rid of that clock radio. You may want to, you know, call an electrician and, uh, you know, check the wiring because, you know, your whole house is what I, I call a, a fear cage. Um, see, see, I get that same feeling every morning when I go to work at the post office. But I don't, mm -hmm. I don't believe, though, that it has anything to do with high EMF. That's uh, I, I suspect it's something. Else. Hey, um, since you mentioned that, another thing is um, this 5G network that's uh, going around everywhere. You know, it's a smaller tower, but it's a lot more powerful. You find them on the side of buildings and whatnot. And um, people are experiencing those same type of phenomenon. And I think that it's because of this 5G, this 5G conversion. And it's possible. I believe there's still studies out there with cell phones. You know, what kind of long-term effect are they going to have on us? You know, you know, you're you're holding this uh, wireless device up to your, your head, and there's you know signals that that are going to that device. I right. mean, uh, you know, what is that doing to our our, our brains? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know what? In, in the paranormal field too, anything's possible. Any, you know. Um, you know, logically or, or, or not, um, and, and who knows? And that's why when we do come in, you know, we do have di different meters that, that we can check for, you know, di different causes of, uh, you know, electromagnetic fi uh, field interference. Right. Mm. Now, I don't know how specific you can get, but let's tell, tell us the scariest place in Ohio. That you've gone and investigate now and let's we'll we'll get back to the reformatory but just like a private residence or another you know a business or something that you guys went and investigated was there any place that you okay. ran out okay. screaming or or had to change your, <laughs> the, the, change yeah. your shorts <laughs> okay <laughs> there was one place that I, I did not like and i wanted to run out of there screaming oh okay. uh I I uh, I kept telling myself, how can these people live here? Uh, it was a a small private home in a suburb of Cleveland, and uh, uh, we went there. The, our uh, clients were experiencing a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, they they would hear footsteps coming from the second floor. A rocking chair in their living room would be rocking on its own. They would hear voices. Uh, they would see shadows, uh, just a lot of your uh, typical, you know, haunting manifestations. Uh, and uh, we went there, and I did not like the house at all. I, I, there, there, there was something about it, but there was no high EMF. 
So now that gets you, okay, if there's no no high EM, man-made EMF and you're getting high EMF on your uh, meters, you know, that could possibly indicate that there is some energy there uh, that is not man-made. Right. Uh, I, I, now, you know, as far as it was, you know, terrifying, it, it wasn't really terrifying. It's I just did not like it at the top of the stairs. I did not like it, and I just wanted to run down the stairs screaming. Uh, we actually captured a lot of evidence uh, from the house. Uh, one of the things, uh, my wife and I were down in the basement uh, with uh, the, the male owner of the house, and uh, she was sitting down there, and there was an area where they had seen shadows. Uh, he would be down on the treadmill, and, he, you know, he would look, and there'd be a shadow standing there uh, watching him. Uh, so my, my wife was uh, down there, um, and she basically said, if there's anybody here, can you cause something to fall over? Immediately, something in the back of the basement fell over. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of freaked her out at the time. I mean, she didn't panic. Uh, you know, we went and you know tried to figure out what it was. We couldn't. Um, upstairs, we had a couple other investigators in the daughter's room. Uh, she, I think she was probably about uh, six or, or seven. Uh, they, they were sitting there. Uh, doing their uh, investigating, and um, that they heard something fall in the room. Uh, they turned around, uh, said, "You know, can you do that again?" Well, while while they're you know, talking, you know, he, something pushes him from behind. You know, we got all this on video, and you can see him lurch forward and said, "Something just hit me on my shoulder." Well, that's like uh, poltergeist activity almost. Yeah, yeah, and and the, the then the craziest thing is that they got up and, and they were trying to figure out what had happened and they're talking amongst themselves. And uh, when we went back and reviewed the video and the audio, uh, we, we captured this crazy EVP. And uh, EVP is electronic voice phenomenon. Uh, voice is captured on recording devices. You don't see it uh, here at the time. Right. We went back and listened to that and there's clear as day, an old man's voice that says, how's it going? Uh, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and we're like holy crap you know it's not your typical EVP typical EVPs are real you know soft right you know like you know that's me you know stuff right, like yeah. that this one was just how's it going well if, the dude, well, if the if the dude had enough energy to push somebody in the shoulder, he must have been jacked up. You know, he had, right. he had plenty of energy to speak loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. A anyways, uh, you know, this one was so clear that when we went back to the homeowners after you know our, our review, and we did the reveal, we let her hear that, and she goes, "That's strange because my deceased grandfather used to always say, hey, 'Hey, how's it going?'" Uh, oh, so we brought that uh, recording to her mom and her uncle, and they both were able to identify the voice as their deceased father. Wow. Uh, okay. And after that, after that, when we knew who it was, we basically told them, stop it. They know you're here. You're scaring the family. You need to stop. That was back in 2011. We still keep in touch with them. They haven't had a problem since. Really? So, so did the get? So did he die there, or did he just? No, he did not die there. And a lot of people uh, think that you know you have to die, or a, a place has to have a death to be mm -hmm. haunted. Um, we had a. Uh, we used to manage a haunted uh, hospital in the Cleveland area, uh, 
an abandoned haunted hospital. That was one of the most active places that we've ever experienced. But it wasn't patients that we were encountering. It was former employees, doctors and nurses. Uh, and uh, a lot of these places, too. I mean, I, I lived on my wife and I lived in a, in a haunted house. We just sold it a couple of months ago. Uh, Did but, you disclose that it was a haunted house before? Uh, no, 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 because there's no such things as uh, hauntings. So, <laughs> you, you know, so it's not now if there was a murder there, I mean, we would have to disclose that. Right. But hauntings are, it's, you know, it's not real. It doesn't happen. So, right. you know, you do not have to disclose that. At least that's what the realtor told me the because I did tell him. The judge who's not with us today, he, he has con confirmed that on a couple of different pot episodes where hey look there's no you don't yeah, have to tell I, I looked it up after that yeah, when yeah. he first told us that yeah you now, don't have to now the howler yeah. now the howler has a he has a definite opinion on ghosts like if he was a ghost what was it howler you said you wouldn't be going back to some abandoned hospital you'd be no i'd hang out are you kidding me you'd be hanging out David Geffen's boat or something. I mean, why would you? I mean, come on. Why would you hang out there? Why hang out at Tom Brady's house, post party or something? I don't know why you would and want to haunt some terrible place. Because, because you know, uh, you know, in in all my, my years of investigating, uh, we find that there are certain places that are the most active: uh, prisons, hospitals, schools, theaters. Uh, lot of emotional energy in all those places uh maybe you know and there, there's several theories it could be residual which means it's not somebody from the other side that's coming back it's just like a tape recorder that you know plays over and over uh, or it's just maybe that they're drawn there because that's you know a lot of people love their jobs uh and uh you know, when they pass away, that's where they go. That's what was familiar to them. And I mean, we have no idea, you know, what happens to us when we uh, pass. Um, do we want to go sit back someplace that we're familiar with that, that we enjoyed? Uh, I mean, who knows, but it seems that there's a lot of energy and, you know, the theaters and there, there's no tragic deaths that happen. Yeah. You always got, got the, the legend. Abe, yeah. Abe Lincoln. Comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's been uh, a lot of bad that. movies that have died on the big screen. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say, the bad movies. Right, right. Uh, but, the, you know, we got a lot of uh, haunted theaters around Ohio, uh, you know, the, the haunted prisons, haunted hospitals. It's, I, I, in, in my belief is that there's so much energy there, and so many people have come and gone through those locations that it's almost ripe for a, a haunting. Well, I'm going to be severely disappointed if uh, 50 years from now somebody figures out that I'm haunting the post office in Besires. <laughs> I mean, I am not going to be. I am not going to be happy. And I think Jason probably feels the same way about where he works. Yeah, uh, I will not but I mean, be haunting the prison. But it, but it makes sense though in that instance where the grandpa or the would come back and want to be around his family and his and his great great grandkid right right uh, yeah yeah, yeah it makes perfect yeah. sense and keep, yeah. and keep an eye on them and mm -hmm. and just kind of um you know i mean his natural love for his family yeah, he would naturally would want to reach out to him but if he if it's having a negative effect and you know you had to tell him to stop and so he 
probably complied easily say hey i'm not here to hurt them i'm, yeah. I'm here to just watch over them so I yeah won't. but hold on a second but if you yeah. if you got alzheimer's before you succumb does your ghost really know where he's at yes i believe so because all the earthly ailments when you die are supposedly they're gone they're yeah gone. but now wait a second they also say if you are a jerk in in the in real life you're still going to be a jerk in the afterlife yeah but you'll be a healthier jerk <laughs> <laughs> because they say you know if you're if you're one if your personality is one way in real life it doesn't change but, yeah we've had guests but, that, that yeah there are more than one guest but you're but you're that, saying yeah. yeah you'd be you'd be I, yeah. yeah i i agree agree with that uh you know like, like the reformatory <laughs> uh yeah they they can do some mean things there that um, and, and that's what uh you know we've heard we we had one of the uh, tour guides yes. she was on and told us some very interesting s stories about uh you know a shadow person following her home uh, mm -hmm. um i was there we shot a music video with david allen co I don't know how many years ago it was, five, four or five. And the tour well, I was there with you guys. Oh, you were there with us? Yeah, I, I was there. Okay, yeah. So the lady tour guide was telling us about a couple different instances where people saw her in the prison and parts of the prison where she wasn't. And she, mm -hmm. and she figured, they figured out that the whatever spirit was was mimicking her and showing itself to people as her and i mean i that was some of the freakiest stuff i are you familiar with those stories from that because um, i, I can't doppelgangers the doppelganger yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There, there are uh numerous stories out, out of there well tell, uh, tell us a couple tell us a couple good ones you know it's, it's just i mean uh, i haven't experienced anything but it's just like you know what, what you you say you know uh, a staff member or volunteer will be one area and they'll see another staff member um and uh then they'll go to like the other side of the the prison or back into the lounge and there's a staff member there and they're like how the hell did you get here so quick and they're like i've been here all the time um you know, it's stories like that. There, there's nothing, uh, you know, sinister about them. It's just, you know, when, when you find out, you're like, well, crap. <laughs> you know, well, what did I just see? Um, uh -huh. So yeah. I, I, my, my, my personal opinion is I don't think doppelgangers are uh, anything to be fearful of. Uh, it's just freaky at, at the time. Well, um, what, well, it makes me wonder what, what would possess... <laughs> spirit. Uh, Who knows? To, to, I mean, what's what's there to gain? I mean, I don't even know. I mean, if yeah. if if somebody needs energy, if like you know, if, if a spirit needs energy to manifest itself, how much energy would it need to manifest itself as somebody else to look at, look like somebody else? It's one of those things that nobody has an answer for. Right. You know. I mean, a, a lot of this stuff. Everybody's got theories and everything, but it's just a theory. Right. You know, nobody has a definitive answer. If that was the case, we would know everything. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, it, it could be some, gosh, unknown natural phenomenon, you know? Uh, no, there's nothing natural about that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, like in situations where 
it's not a complete manifestation and you have people that reported uh, experiencing a cold spot in the room, maybe they'll trace mm -hmm. that cold spot and it, it might appear to be the shape of an upper torso. By the way, Jason's explaining experience he had at the prison. Without saying okay. so, Without yes. Saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cat's out of the bag. Yes, exactly. So uh, it did not manifest itself. But uh, I was able to night and day difference trace a cold spot in the shape of an upper torso, head and shoulders, down to about the waist. Mm -hmm. I have no explanation for that whatsoever. And we're talking this dank, uh, uh, very humid, uh, warm, because this was like in the middle of summer. I think it was either late July or August uh, situation where it's hot, it's hard to breathe. And then the only, I can only say it's akin to if you stand in front of the refrigerator on a hot day and open up the freezer part with your eyes closed, you can feel that coolness. Without mm -hmm. even, you don't have to see it, but you know it's there with your eyes closed. Oh, yeah. That is the, the, the difference which I felt. But I was able to trace that coolness and trace out an upper torso with the head. And like I said, down to about the waist before I got pulled away from the area. Mm -hmm. And I have no explanation to that to this day. No, yeah, we, we do get cold spots on, and like you said, I've, I've had experiences up in the West Attic, which in the summer it's stifling hot up there, um, and uh, you know all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed in this. At least for me, I I, I couldn't trace you know, you know a body. I, I I had something happen. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, when people go up to the West Attic, one of the main things that that happens is people will see like balls of light coming in from the chapel area. Okay. Uh, we even have volunteers who bring their chairs and will sit down at the end of the attic and watch the show. Like the um, orbs, like an orb yes. type fashion. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah a, a visible orb. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm one of these guys. that's like I can't see them. Uh, you know, they're like, here comes one now. I'm like, where? And they're like, there it is. I'm like, I freaking can't see it. So well, one time I went closer to the chapel. Uh, I forget how far I was away from them. And they were saying, okay, when you, uh, when I, when you guys see the orbs, let, let me know. And they're like, here comes one down on the left side. I'm like, I can't see it. Anyways, they keep seeing them and I can't. And this next orb I did see, hmm. uh, and the best way to describe it is it was like a shooting star or a lightning bolt. Uh, we all saw it. There were not nine of us up there, and it hit one of my pieces of equipment uh, that I had sitting on a piece of ductwork. I mean, it comes shooting out there, hit my piece of equipment, exploded in this golden flash of light. And immediately after that, everything around me turned ice cold. And... The, this was in the summer, and uh, you know it, it gets hot, hot up there, yes. and just ice coldness. And I'm like, okay, I'll go back to where the living people are now. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> so extraordinary. Isn't the, isn't the attic though just pitch black? Like it's pitch black. Oh. There's no light up there, right? Is that what? There, I'm there, there is very, very faint ambient light coming from the chapel area. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can see the doorway into the chapel. But yeah, way back there, it's it's pitch black. But it, what's really weird too, <clears throat> you know, I was back there one time, and there there again, I had this coldness that kept walking around around me. Mm -hmm. I think Jason, you were talking about the you know the, the torso. Yes. Well, I was there, and I I had on my uh, keychain, 
the lanyard, I've got a glow-in-the-dark ghost. And I had some uh, guests up there, and they kept seeing my ghost disappear, like something was blocking it out. Mm-hmm. Well, at that same time, I kept feeling this ice coldness walking around me. It would be in the front, and then on the side, and then in the back. And then, the, f- the first time I ever, I've, I've ever experienced this, I experienced the blacker than black, the darker than dark. It's dark up there where you can't see your hand in your face, in front of your face. But this time, it was almost like somebody put a dark hooded uh, um, hood over me. Yeah. I mean, it was so dark. I, I could not explain it. And, I mean, it I couldn't see anything, uh, which was kind of cool and freaky at the same time. I've never experienced that. I've heard people talk about it. And I'm like, how can it get darker than dark up here? But it did. Now, now, does does anything come with that other than just the darker? The I mean, does I mean, or you make yourself feel something, or do you just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, is there a energy, or is there hot or cold, or well, there, at that time it, it was the coldness that was walking around me. Oh, that's yeah. okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. yeah, and yeah, then that's... and then the, the dark the darkness came, so which you... is. Are you, are you saying that if we can get the Ozark Howler to Ohio, that we could come over to the prison and you could set him up in a chair in the attic and the chances are he may indeed see a, see a light show? Yeah, a lot of people, they, they, they do see him. I mean, we, we tell people, you know, go up into the attic, and they come down. I don't down know if it's like, the best thing for us to plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to make a believer out of you yet, Mr. Allen. <laughs> so, so, okay, so that stuff right there is enough that I would not ever go into the prison at night on a on a go. But is there anything like next level that's really really frightened you in any part of the prison? Uh yeah. <laughs> it's well, before uh, he leaves this leads to this area. This chapel area has been known by uh, many of the people that volunteer and work there, uh, officers that used to work there that have toured the place since their retirement, there is a lot of activity near that chapel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Near the, and I agree with you, near, near the chapel. For me personally, I find the chapel uh, calming. I, I will go up there and sit by myself. I, I have no problem with that. But two areas around the chapel, the West Attic and the third floor uh, admin, mm-hmm. are extremely active. And the West Attic and the the third floor, uh, you got to be careful. You, you got to be careful about what what you say. Uh, I, I'm a retired police officer, uh, and I let them know that I'm a retired police officer. But I treat them with respect. Uh, you know, when I'm opening up or even clo- closing after a hunt, you know, I will talk talk with them, saying thank you, and you know. You guys do good, you know, you know, just, you know, stupid stuff like that. But if you go in there and decide you want to challenge or provoke, uh, they have the upper hand because they can see us and we can't see them. Uh, I have photographs of people who have been physically attacked and scratched on the third floor and in the attic. 
Um, in fact, uh, the last couple just happened within the last several weeks. And the, the crazy thing about this uh, is that the people that were provoking or challenging were not the ones who were attacked. Oh. It was somebody in their group. Hmm. And I always tell people, do not challenge, do not provoke, uh, unless you want to suffer, you know, the consequences. And uh, the, the, the one case uh, was there was a group of six people. They, they've never investigated the, the prison before, let alone did an investigation. Uh, they were in a room called the chair room, which is up on the third floor, just down from the chapel. Um, and, and the saying goes, if you sit in the chair there, things will happen. You'll hear voices. The chair will vibrate. Uh, uh, you'll hear growling and stuff like that. Uh, there, there was a woman. She was sitting in the chair, and she felt something touch the side of her face, which freaked her out. So she got out of the, out of the chair, and uh, um, somebody else in the group went and sat down, and he started challenging and provoking. Uh, just... Um, a couple minutes after that, they're still up in the chair room, and she starts feeling a burning sensation on her back. Uh, so they, I mean, this was cold, so she had all her winter coat on and everything, and they took off her coat and pulled down her shirt, and she had two welts, two bright red welts that were forming just underneath her neck going down uh, her back. Wow. And see, that when I see that stuff on people... <clears throat> Um, now I understand, like, if it's on television, okay, maybe they did it for TV for effect. Right. But if you're not going to be on television and it's just a private group, why would you subject yourself to getting scratched or punched for the sake of effect? Just to Because see? they don't believe it. Well, but no, what I'm saying is you're not faking that. That's something that actually, oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see on TV where they might fake that. To, right. to, you know, to make it seem like it's more dangerous or scary. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a group, I mean, I'm not letting Jason slug me in the side of the face just so I can walk out. Yeah, walk say, out and say, oh, hey, I got hit happened. by a ghost. You know? Yeah, I mean, something, yeah. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that's why I don't, you know, they, they're they not faking it. And when they came down, I mean, you know, she, you could tell she, she was scared. And she could not reach around to do these scratch marks. Um, and right after that, uh, you know, they decided that they were going to leave. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I tell them, I said, you know, do not provoke, do not challenge. And you get some people, they don't believe anything's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it doesn't happen all the time, obviously, but, uh, you know, it, it does happen. We've had it happen a couple of times in the last uh, several weeks. Um, now that you, now that we're kind of talking about this, right. it makes me think, it makes me wonder, you know, so we were in there filming Escape from Death Block 13, yeah. and I know, I can't give away too much, but I know there was a fight scene in the chapel, mm-hmm. there was a fight, we did some fight scenes, big fight scenes in the, ba- in the basement type mm-hmm. of area, I wonder if the spirits or the energies there are seeing that stuff happen and maybe, and thinking... Man, that, we're, wait a second. We're the, we're we're right back in it, you know, because that might have been stuff that happened while they were uh, or earthly beings or whatever, you know. Now that's a that's a take on it. I, I, wonder, I never thought. About I wonder it. if that. I wonder if the spirits and stuff are seeing that go on and and, and kind of getting excited about. All right, now 
Now things are getting excited. Well, at the very Sorry. least, uh, I'd say they probably uh, absorbed the energy from it. Uh, wouldn't you say so, Greg? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's almost like what you guys were doing is uh, almost like doing a trigger effect, trigger object type effect, which investigators will use during their investigations. Um, you know, it's the same thing as like if, you, if you're investigating a place where there, there's a child ghost, you know, people will bring toys and stuff like that to do a trigger object. Or like, you know, if you investigate a Civil War a area, you know, building, you know, sometimes we'll play Civil War music. Um, it, it's the same thing. There were a lot, lot of fights there. So you guys are doing a fight and recreating. I mean, we got people that will bring cigarettes in or playing cards or, you know, any of those vices mm -hmm. to try to trigger a response. Well, uh, I, I will tell you this. Like when we were there with David, mm -hmm. he, you know, he was obviously not because we were worried. We talked to him before we went, took him back in there. Like, are you going to be OK? going back because we know that place is an awful place when he was there and mm -hmm. and so he was fine going back in. he went filmed part of the video actually in one of the cells that he had spent some time in and bottom line afterwards he, he said like look there's nothing there's nothing that could happen to me now in this prison mm -hmm. uh ghost wise or spirit wise that is anywhere close to as bad as what happened when i was really here and, oh, yeah. You know, and so that kind of puts it in perspective of it. What's going on now is probably not anywhere near as scary or horrifying or terrible as what happened when that place was really up and operating, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like we always tell people it's not the ghost that you need to be afraid of, it's the living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Well, we want to get to another thing that you now you know you gave us the news that the uh the parapsychon is that am i saying that right i'm not saying yep. it very smooth <laughs> the parapsychon uh that was scheduled for may 2nd and 3rd at the ohio state reformatory uh you want to kind of fill us in on number one what that is and and what's going on with it and what we have to look forward to maybe uh, in the near future with that. Okay. Uh, every May, um, Tri-C Ghost Hunters host an event at the Ohio State Reformatory called the Parapsychon, Paranormal and Psychic Convention, um, where uh, the, this year we were going to have uh, upwards of 80 different vendors, you know, paranormal teams, authors, psychics, healers, jewelry, uh, speakers, uh, just a bunch of different events. We were having nine celebrities there uh, from uh, the Travel Channel um, and uh, speakers and ghost hunts and gallery readings. But unfortunately, because of the coronavirus crisis that's going throughout Ohio and the U.S., uh, our event was canceled uh, for, for the safety of all our guests because uh, uh, this year was going to be our biggest year. So uh, we tried to reschedule it for like this summer. But uh, Ohio State Reformatory has no free available weekends. So uh, we had to cancel it this year and move it to 2021, which the dates are May 22nd and May 23rd of 2021. Yeah, sorry to hear about that. Uh, we were looking forward to that. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, 
it, it, it's a gr- great event. Uh, you know, and, and the cool thing about it is that it doesn't cost any extra money for our event. Uh, you, you pay your admission into the reformatory, mm-hmm. and then our event is included in your admission. Uh, the, the speakers are included in your admission. The only thing that, that was, was extra was uh, we were going to have chip coffee there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, he's was doing a gallery reading. You had to pay for that. Uh, and we were having a celebrity ghost hunt with all the celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also extra. But unfortunately, you know, everything uh, had had to be canceled. Uh, you know, which we you know we were expecting that. Uh, you know, it's like we were probably right on the verge. And even if it did go, I mean, the attendance would be totally way down uh, because you know people would, would still fear, you know, going out in public or being in large crowds. Right. So. You know, and also, you know, for I mean, we don't want that for the vendors because the vendors have to pay, you know, for a hotel and they got to pay for their vendor table. And, you know, if there's nobody there, they're, they're not selling any products or services. So, you know, they're losing money. Um, sure. I understand. So, so, so it, well, go ahead. So by 2021, I just want to know, are the From the Shadows podcast crew going to be considered celebrities? And, and <laughs> only time will tell. <laughs> only time will tell. If you got a current show on the Travel Channel, yeah, yeah I, I don't yet. I don't. Yet. I can't guarantee that I ever will have a show. On the tra- I watch a lot of the Travel Channel. Yeah, but we're not going to get yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of yeah. nice if we did. But, <laughs> but the, no, that's cool. That's really cool. We were looking forward. We've been talking about that. We were looking forward to. Uh, getting out there and checking that out, and we'll definitely uh, put those, make those dates uh, something that we can get to next year. For oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. Sure. Yes, and I and I do, do have to say too that uh, you know Tri C Ghost Hunters, who are the host of the event, we don't keep any of the money that that's made. Everything goes back into the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, we, we were even doing a uh, Harley Davidson motorcycle uh, raffle to, to raise money for the reformatory. Uh, we also do a food drive dur- during this event and a pet supply drive uh, during our event, which well, everything gets don- donated. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic because the I mean the prison haunted or not is a true local treasure. I mean yes, that's a is. real like uh, I mean it's a draw obviously. The fact that um, you know the movies that come and use it, mm-hmm. uh, the music videos, just the people that come to the haunted houses—I mean, it's it's a real it's a real treasure for the community. And the that fact structure that you, is a castle. Yeah, the they? fact that you guys can use it to help right. ra- bring food, pet supplies, and you know, and the prison always—I mean, the upkeep—I can't even believe how what the upkeep would be in that in that place, but. I mean, they seem to do, uh, everybody involved, including you guys, do a great job of yeah. promoting it and providing opportunities for people to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Sure. Thank, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so before we, um, I also want to talk talk about, I, I, I did a little research. You, you've got a couple books that you've written. Yes. Yes. Would you like uh, to Would you like to tell our audience about those and where they can find them? And... Oh, sure. Sure. 
Uh, I've written two books. Uh, the first one is called Insights into the Unknown, A Ghost Hunter's Journey. Uh, second one is Roads into the Unknown, A Ghost Hunter's Journey Continues. And these are experiences during my uh, investigations. Uh, these are not like other people's experiences. It's not like a travel guide or anything like that. These are actual experiences that my wife and I um, have experienced through our investigations. Now, uh, my wife Kathy and I, we travel. Uh, that's uh, we, We've been to Scotland investigating over there. Uh, we were planning a Ireland trip <laughs> uh, the, in October. Uh, that's put on hold now, obviously, because of everything's uh, going on. Uh, we were going to be staying at haunted castles out there. Um, but uh, but no, the, the book is basically uh, all the locations that we've been to that had, you know, crazy experiences. Um, so it's, you know, before, you know, when I was on, you know, podcasts or radio shows, they would always ask me, uh, have you written a book? And I'm like, no, I don't have a written book. Well, it got to the point where I had enough material to write two books. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I, I will be writing a third book, and it's basically going to be not everything is paranormal. Ah, uh, okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of paranormal books out there say, so, hey, this is happening and that. But, you know, especially at the reformatory or even with other investigators, it's like, that's not paranormal. You know, just because a, a EMF device goes off or that device goes off, you know, you get people that are like, oh, my God, you know, that it's crazy. It's like we had an experience. No, <laughs> you did not have an experience. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, even if you if people claim that they hear voices, mm, nah, you know, that doesn't mean that it's paranormal or they heard footsteps coming from the second floor. Uh, it doesn't mean it's paranormal. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to know what is and what is not paranormal. And sometimes I, I do get frustrated uh, at uh, there's people have experiences and they're like, it's paranormal. And don't come to me with your experiences and expect me to believe you because I'm going to be the first one to tell you, did you do this? Did you do that? Uh, did you try to find a logical explanation? And. Uh, you know what, if your EMF device goes on o over in that particular area, I can tell you why. You know, there's a, a, a large electrical panel underneath the floor. That's why your EMF's going off over there. See, the more, uh, the more and more you talk about this, the more and more I think you can expand Tri-C into Tri-C and the Ozarks, <laughs> ghost hunters, and, and, well, and the howler yeah. out there could be the, the founding... I mean, he's very, he sounds like he'd be very thorough like you and the first question, everything. And I think well, it's... My, my sister lives at Lake on the Lake of the Ozarks in the summer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's so in Florida can... now. But uh, yeah, they, they have a little, I guess you would call it trailer cottage over there. And I, yeah. I, it's over. I can't even remember what part of the lake that, that Rocky they, Mount or one of them nice places. I'm sure. No, <laughs> no, 
No, and, and I know there's a, of course, there's a lot, lot of bars along the, the lake there, and I know they go to this one bar all the time that they can actually see from their place. So I can't even remember the name. It's in like one of those little coves. Right. Wow. Interesting. I don't know this. So, I, I think this maybe could be the start of the first branch. Chemistry's there. Yeah, the first branch. There's the, no ghosts down here. That's the problem. They're all still living. They're all still living. <laughs> They're all still living. You know what they do is if if somebody if, if there is a ghost, he certainly finds a, a livable host and and are you and are you saying there's walks no, around. Are you saying that they possess it's more of a possession? Yes, okay. yes, yes. They people can't look for ghosts here because there's too many uh, possessed people to get through. You know, you never get that far. <laughs> uh, well, Greg, um, before we sign off here, give everybody your info so they can follow you guys uh, and look for announcements on the on the Parasicon for uh, 2021. Um, when you know, if somebody's got a house. Or got a residence. Um, I know you guys have a notice up there that you're not doing anything right now because of the coronavirus. But maybe if somebody has something they want you to investigate in the future, or how, or if they want to find out more about coming to the prison and, and doing a doing a ghost hunt, um, give them give them the info. Okay, uh, our website, the Tri C Ghost Hunters website, is tcghohio.org. And through that website, too, you can go to my personal website uh, where it has my books up there, and you can get my books on Amazon. Uh, you know, how, and also, we have information about the Paris Psychon up there. So if you go up there, uh, you can check it out, what we have planned for this year. Uh, hopefully, we'll have the uh, same stuff planned for next year. Uh, the Ohio State Reformatory, uh, their website is uh, mrps.org. Um, uh, Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society um, and then you can learn about the, the public and private hunts and day tours and everything that they have going on alright that sounds great and uh, for next year's show uh, as the date becomes closer uh, we're going to promote that and tell our fans about it as much as possible yeah. Yes, yeah, we'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely we'll definitely uh, schedule you back on so we can, you know, really promote that and talk about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, the, that would be great. Hopefully, the big announcement will be that the MCs of the event are the From the Shadows podcast. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a surprise for everybody. Uh, all right. Well, hey, Greg, thank you for getting up after a long night. Hopefully you can maybe catch some Z's here this afternoon. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. And uh, stay safe, man. Stay yeah. safe. Yeah, it was great being here. Yeah, yeah, you guys stay safe and healthy. And uh, let's hope we get uh, through this thing uh, sooner than later. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Well, hey, Greg, thanks for your time. And we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, you too. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast 
www.godaddysites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>